Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Bet the Edge on a Friday and on the 1st of July. I looked at the calendar just now before we hopped on air. Happy July. New month here. Betting here on Bet the Edge on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. And as you can see, I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Drew Dinsick. Coming up on today's episode, we have points bet head trader Jay Croucher. He's coming on to explain who the book is rooting against at the Wimbledon, plus dig into Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Nets and now how that could shake up the NBA futures market. And Kenny Rice, he normally jumps on to help us handicap horse racing, but today he's digging into UFC 276 and analyzing where we could find an edge for tomorrow night. Plus, if you want props, we have a guy. That is, of course, Vaughn Dalzell. He's here to share his favorite props on the diamond for tonight. And you got to stick around till the very end to hear our best bets. That is our edge of the day. All coming up here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. July 1st, you had a good month. Dream. And your draft did you well, so I heard. I'm aware. And uh, we now flip the page. It is July, a little bit slower time, most people think, but not for you. Not with Wimbledon, not with Tour de France. And that's where I begin with today. Curious how those are now shaping up for you on this Friday. Well, it's eight in the morning here, and I am buzzing, and it's not because I've had too much coffee. coffee. Are you taking no, it's just, it's uh, it's this is uh, this is a big morning. Uh, obviously, Anz Jabour uh, played already. She's already home. She's through to round four. Only spent three hours on court uh, so far in this tournament to get to round four, which is huge. The more bullets she can save for later in this tournament, the better we're all going to be there. Uh, and not to uh, like pretend like I'm doing well at Wimbledon, my match by match betting is going horrifically. Uh, and so at this point, it's not like I need her to win. There's a lot of tennis left here, surely. But um, you know that coming home would uh, would definitely save my uh, save my tournament at least as it stands right now. Um, but what is all the that match, said, match betting just the like obviously I yeah just making picks time, day I'm by saying, day like yeah no no just, no just, no yeah, no not yeah. the definition I'm saying like oh, in yeah. terms of the games total the sides the outright like money line for matches yeah. Yeah, okay. money. All of that for me has gone poorly so far. I'm not like like. We're gonna uh, shake it. New month. We're gonna shake it. Okay. New month. Shake it up. New month. Shake it up. But yeah, like uh, 
I, I think I'm hitting, you know, on 50, 50 ish type of bets. I'm down in the 40% range at this point, And it, that doesn't feel good. Um, but you'll get uh, it back this month. You're the, one of the best yeah. candy cappers. You know that, <laughs> but yeah, on more obviously would be a nice boost. Yeah. But Wimbledon isn't really what I'm sweating at this moment. As we speak, uh, the greatest time trialer on planet earth, Philip Ogana of Italy, uh, has taken off on stage one of the tour de France. Uh, this is a stage that was set up for him to succeed, to take the crown as one of the great stars on in professional cycling, but the conditions are not agreeing. Not only does he have to beat a very, very challenging, very competitive field, but it's wet there. It's raining. And if you know anything about time trialing, they put you on carbon fiber wheels and a very light bike that's aerodynamically tuned uh, to have the least amount of drag possible. Um, and that makes it that much trickier to handle slippery conditions. There are cobblestones on this time trial as well. So uh, going to be a tough ride here for, for Ghana uh, in the weather. But uh, I still have faith that he's going to come through, have a pretty solid stake on him at plus mm -hmm. 140 to win this stage and take the yellow jersey, which would be an awesome start to what looks to be an incredible Tour de France. I got to say, like the riders that you really care about, that you want to see do well, like they have looked awesome so far. Uh, so we are in for a, a pretty compelling three weeks of cycling, I think. You know, it's going to be fantastic. And yes, you gave out that pick on Wednesday on game time. And now, of course, Tour de France underway. Beautiful out there. We'll continue to track that throughout stage one. But we did talk about Wimbledon, and that's where I want to go back. And we welcome in Jay Croucher, head of trading over at PointsBet, to the show now. And as we discuss Wimbledon, and obviously Hans Jabor, we've talked about her a lot, but specifically for you guys, right? Like the book, especially probably for a Grand Slam in tennis like Wimbledon, you're rooting against the public. You're rooting as every event where the money's coming in on. So for you guys right now at PointsBet, who are you rooting against? Well, firstly, Sarah, it does sound a lot like Drew needs on Jabur to, uh, to win Wimbledon, <laughs> uh, contrary to what he said. But that's fine. So I think we all do. Uh, so look, at the moment, you know, the where the public is betting, it's largely as you'd expect. A lot of Novak Djokovic money, a lot of Iga Sviantek money, despite her price being incredibly short. Uh, and then in terms of longer shots, so she's not a super long shot, uh, Coco Goff is the other most popular bet. So... As is typical, uh, we're rooting against the chalk. Uh, what, in terms of players with interesting odds, to me at least, uh, and heavily biased, but I think Drew might feel the same way after we were discussing yesterday. I think Nick Kyrgios is a really interesting guy uh, mm -hmm. on the men's side where, you know, when you're looking at longer shots, what you want is you want upside. And Kyrgios has all the downside in the world, um, given <laughs> uh, his mental fragility and his tendency to just completely implode, not just as a tennis player, but as a human being on the court. Um, but you don't care about that so much when you're getting longer odds. Uh, and he's, you know, as you can see, plus 14 hundred and he's on the right side of the draw uh so he's he's just uh one to keep an eye on my uh, compatriot nicholas yeah i gotta tell you if you watched any of his match yesterday um he absolutely undressed his opponent in a way that was kind of characteristic of the best grass tennis that you will ever see from a man at Wimbledon. And uh, if he carries that form through the rest of this week uh he is going to be the toughest out for um you know for any of these players and honestly 
there are realistically in my mind are two players that I think can defeat Djokovic in this draw. One of them is Alcaraz just because of his you know, the style of his game. The other is Nick Kyrgios, who tends to bring his best every time he goes up against Djokovic. I don't think Nadal personally has a chance to beat Djokovic. Other people will say he does, but uh, I think this is turned into a three-horse race with uh, and the prices reflect that obviously. Um speaking of uh, uh multiple horse races, um Who's Kevin Durant going to play for next year? <laughs> yeah. What a mess. Really going to shake up uh, once yeah. Thursday. Little Kevin Durant trade request. Looked like everything was kind of quiet on the Brooklyn front after Kyrie opted in, but that lasted about 48 hours, if that. So, look, everyone thinks Kevin Durant's going Phoenix. Um, that's certainly what the odds reflect. That's what was was leaked out there, that he's two, two of his preferred destinations of Phoenix and Miami, and so everyone has hammered those teams accordingly. One thing I would say is that you know it's not done. It's not done. It's not assured that Durant is going to go to Phoenix or Miami. Uh, and I think that the nature of his situation with having four more years on his contract makes it a really unique situation from a trade demand. Um, just looking from that perspective where, you know, the Nets can trade him anywhere. Uh, and obviously, teams are only going to trade for him if they have uh, some assurances that he's not going to want out in two to three years like uh, or less than that, uh, which seems to be his MO uh, in his career at this point. But, you know, I would look at teams that are longer on the board to get Durant and just look at the logical fits. And that's why I would look at teams like Toronto, for instance, where if they added Durant and, you know, you keep Van Vliet and Siakam in that situation, most likely keep at least one of Trent Nananobi. Um, Durant has spoken very highly of Toronto in the past. They've got, for mine, maybe the best coach in the league uh, and a commitment to winning and maybe the best GM in the league as well. And they're a team that, you know, I don't really think they're going anywhere with this core uh, if they're just going to keep everyone together. If they were to trade Scotty Barnes for Durant or a huge package of firsts, which they've largely got control of, then I think that's a really interesting team. They're much further down the list in terms of teams likely to land Durant, but I wouldn't be buying Phoenix uh, or Miami uh, at this time. I'd be looking for more teams in the Toronto or maybe New Orleans type of vein because they've got assets as well. But Toronto is the one for me to look at. Okay. Can I ask you, because I respect your basketball opinion, obviously. And, um, you know, you came on before the Net Celtics series and you were like, Jason Tatum's the best player in this series. And people were like, uh, Kevin Durant's in this series. And you're like, uh, I know he is. Um, and, I mean, we've seen the aging curve hit you know, fall on Russell Westbrook, they're like an acne safe. And we saw the, you know, aging curve uh, hit, you know, uh, James Harden right after. Guess who is in the same generation as those players? Kevin Durant. Like, is this potentially a short-term, um, you know, move? Like a team is going to end up looking at the back end of this contract like, oh, man, if we don't get it in year one, if we don't get a title with him in year one, maybe year two, are we in trouble here? Um, and I guess depending on where he lands, does this move the, you know, the championship market in, you know, in significant fashion? Firstly, very visceral imagery with the safe <laughs> drop down Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but it feels very apt based on what yeah. Westbrook was doing last season. Look, I think there's a few competing things. One is, yes, he is, well, he's coming up to be 34 and he's coming and he's had an Achilles tear, which isn't great. At the same time, we saw what he did in the Milwaukee series just a year ago. Uh, so it looks like, you know, he is a player in theory who should age relatively well. Obviously, he is all in basketball. This isn't a James Harden situation. He is someone who has seemingly taken incredible care of his body, who's able to play 48 minutes in playoff games and does have 
you know, he has size and he has shooting ability. And those are the two things that should age. Uh, and so, look, I think if you're trading for Durant, the way to probably look at it is you're getting a near MVP caliber player for the next two years. And then the last two years of the deal, you're getting a guy who's probably going to be the second best player on a title team. So, look, I think he's definitely going to be worth his contract the next two years at least and probably worth his contract over the duration. But, yeah, I mean, people are talking about legendary hall, historic hall yeah. in return for Durant. I'm not sure that's going to be on yeah. the cards just because he's 34 years old coming off of an Achilles injury. Um, so I think obviously he's going to get a really big haul, but I don't know, Scotty Barnes and a first for Durant and salary. Actually, like that, that sounds kind of good. I'm not I'm not, like fair. Toronto definitely making that deal. I mean, I, I think they would just because they've shown that they are ruthless and they make the best decisions. And I don't know, where are you going with the Toronto team? They're going to be like a six yeah. or six seed next season. And it's not like Van Vliet and Siakam are really going to get any better. And then if they age out, then what, you, Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi might not want to be there. If I was Toronto, I'd be going all in. If you can have a core of Van Vliet, Siakam, Durant, Ananobi, Precious Achua, uh, you know, that team can win the title uh, mm-hmm. and they've got the infrastructure. Uh, so, and apparently he likes Toronto a lot. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of videos floating around now about how much Kevin Durant likes Toronto as a city. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Wouldn't make it a favorite or anything, but you're looking for odds further down the board. Yeah, and also 50 to 1 right now for the Toronto Raptors to win next year's NBA championship. Yeah. Different ways to attack it if you happen to like that. And probably the historic... Hall would be just because the Nets have kind of bought some trades in the past. So now they probably think they need to get this one right, whichever way they can. Um, but Jay, I do want to transition into baseball for a second, because on Wednesday show, we talked a little bit about the National League MVP market on Bet the Edge Game Time. And today, I need to pick your brain here on the American League MVP. And I think we all know who the favorite is, and rightfully so. It's Aaron Judge. Started the season 25 to 1 to an MVP of the AL. Right now, he is the favorite, odds on minus 105. Uh, what's the liability like for Aaron Judge? And obviously for people either wanting to bet into Judge or other markets, what's your recommendation now how to bet into the MVP market? Yeah, plenty of liability on Aaron Judge. Uh, people very much think this is done deal. And look, I think he is rightfully the favorite. And the way that I'd think about this market where if it is close between Judge and other candidates, then Judge will win. Uh, other candidates have to lap him because he's on a team, he's on the New York Yankees and they're on pace to win what, like 118 games or something and he's on pace for around 60 home runs. You know, if that pace sustains, then he just wins. But I would say the other thing to think about here is that for Otani or Trout to win, just because the Angels are, you know, they're almost five to one to even make the playoffs, where if they miss the playoffs, then Otani and Trout, they have to dominate the rest of the field, either of them, to be able to win. They have to have much better stats. They're not going to win a close race against guys who are on playoff teams. Voters definitely value winning, uh, so that's one thing to consider. And so that's why I would look at guys, if you're looking further down, look at Jose Ramirez, plus 1,800. The Guardians have gotten right back into the AL Central race, stealing a couple from Minnesota the past couple of days. You know, they are much more likely to make the playoffs than the Angels are. And Ramirez is going to have comparable stats to Trout, certainly. And then Rafael Devers, who just quietly right now, we talked about war on Wednesday, uh, shaping a lot of these races. Rafael Devers has more um, baseball reference war and fangraphs war than both Judge and Otani. And he's on a team that is 
minus one, uh, sorry, minus 500 to make the playoffs in Boston. So Rafael Devers is a really interesting one for me. He's going to have very loud offensive numbers and then Ramirez as well. So quite pencil in judge just because there's so much competition, but if he keeps on this pace, then he will win MVP. If he keeps on this pace, there's no shot. He's not winning yeah. MVP. And the other guy I think would be Shohei Otani. It's so hard to beat out a you know, two-way player in Major League Baseball. But just to put in perspective for everyone listening what Aaron Judge has done and, and why his odds stand like this, um, not only 29 home runs so far, but he joined Babe Ruth as the only Yankees to have now six multi-home run games in just the first 70 games of a Major League Baseball season. He's fantastic, obviously. Uh, it's hard to pitch around, and he's the rightful favorite. But health matters, and I think Shohei Otani – it's also an amazing option at plus 225. Jay is on Twitter uh, at CroucherJD. He joins us every single week here on Bet the Edge with a peek behind the counter at PointsBet and also gives us a ton of his unique insight in the betting space as well. Jay, thank you. Have an amazing weekend and happy 4th of July. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Sarah. Have a great weekend. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited, must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 3500 in Virginia, 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369 in New York. www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions.
Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win the thousands by predicting what will happen in Major League Baseball, on the PGA Tour, and NASCAR Circuit. We also have a special contest on Tuesday and Thursday called Battle of the Bets, where you can agree or disagree with our experts for a shot to collect some cash. From Major League Baseball and even some NBA talk, we now go to UFC 276. Good fight weekend tonight in Nevada. And we have Kenny Rice here to break it down. Kenny, how we doing? Hey, Sarah, good to be back with you. Drew, good to see you. I, I feel like we should be at the track instead of the octagon. Well, we're going to the octagon instead. No horse racing to talk about necessarily today, but I'm excited to pick your brain. We have a lot of great fights this weekend on the UFC card. So I'm going to start with the welterweight bout between Robbie Lauer, who is the favorite, taking on Brian Barbarena, plus 100. Um, I've kind of seen money actually this morning coming in on both of these guys. Uh, Robbie, Lauer, Robbie Lauer, excuse me, um, 40 years old, but still could fight, putting up obviously a tremendous stats. So what do you think about this fight coming up? Yeah, I, I want to try to be unbiased. You should be. You never bet with your heart. But, you know, I'm kind of leaning toward Robbie. I've only known him for about 15, 16 years. And, uh, you know, I covered him when he was in his prime, when I was doing an inside MMA show. And uh, I, I think, you know, I never thought I'd get sentimental or anyone would get, get a little misty-eyed when Diaz and Lawler fought. Uh, but that was a very big fight for Robbie. I think it kind of re rejuvenated him a bit. And, uh, you know, Barrino, the thing with him is, is the experience. That's going to be the thing. He's fought well. He's he's defeated some uh, decent fighters. He's not fought at the caliber that Lawler has. I would give that much of an edge to Robbie, and I think it will not go the distance. Ooh, I like that. Uh, that's a fun way to attack this. Almost everyone tends to just assume it is going to go the distance, and that ends up being a little bit of a, an underlay. Um, the uh, the other match that immediately stuck out to me, because it's a pick em, and you rarely see this in uh, yeah. UFC, frankly, is the Alex Pereira versus Sean Strickland. This is the middleweight bout. Uh, market says this is a toss-up. Are you there with these guys, or do you think there's an edge on either side? You know, I think it's, it's really close, Drew. I think it's a good line. I mean, this really <laughs> is a flip a coin kind of fight. Uh, you know, the big thing is, if Pierre, if this were a kickboxing match, I would choose him. Uh, you know, I would go with him in that. Uh, he doesn't have the experience. This is his third fight in the UFC. He does have, obviously, MMA experience. He does deserve to be on the main card like this. But, you know, Strickland is, is tough. He can throw. I, I give the slight edge to Strickland and what I think is a very, a very tough one to pick on this. But uh, I'm going to go with the guy that can, I think, is a little better puncher uh, that actually also might be able to finish the fight. Yeah, also Sean Strickland, 25-3 and three in the yeah. UFC. His record's fantastic. It's hard to go against him here. That experience is just too much, I think, in this situation. And uh, I, I just think that, uh, you know, how it's like old school right here. I'm Lawler and Strickland right off. You know, we're going with the veterans to get this start. Let's get your opinion here on the featherweight, featherweight excuse me, uh, title bout. I'm going to give a play on this for my edge of the day, so I'm not going to tip my cap here, but I am curious to pick your brain here with Alec Volkanovsky taking on Max Holloway. Is the third time a charm for Max? What do you make of this fight? Well, you know, Sarah, that's a great question. It, it's, it's amazing. You know, these are two guys. If one of them moved to another division, they would both be <laughs> champions. They would both have the belts. That's how good they are. I think Volkanovski is probably, you know, definitely is in the top two or three uh, in the pound for pound. Holloway's not that far behind, maybe in the top five or six. Uh, I think the third time is going to be the charm for Holloway in this one. Uh, going back a couple of fights ago against Cater, 
I, I think his striking was just more improved. I think he looked good against Rodriguez. He has fought well since he lost the last time. Of course, Volkanovski put the Korean zombie away pretty easily as well. They have both fought well. They both are deserving of being a champ. Uh, is Alexander the Great? I mm -hmm. think he is, but I think that Holloway in this one, especially Holloway as a dog, the third time, I think it's worth a play. Oh, no. Yeah, we lost Kenny for a second, but I do side with him um, for the Holloway fight. It's interesting and kind of what he touched on just in terms of the third time. And, Drew, we talk about in all sports, one, it's hard to beat a team, let alone a fighter, three times in a row. Holloway also has bounced back tremendously after his two losses against Volk, so Holloway might be the play. Hey, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to follow Kenny on Twitter, in the meantime, at Kenny Rice Sports is where you could find him. A lot of his plays there. And, of course, amazing horse handicapping. He's out in Lexington. Kenny, if you're listening, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Royals take on the Tigers in Detroit on Sunday, July 3rd at 1130 a.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. It's Friday. Friday vibes. You're certainly wearing it. I'm overdressed for a Friday. Normally, I try to do like a t-shirt or a hoodie. But nonetheless, let's bring in Von Delzell to help us make some cash in the prop market. But Von, before we get to some baseball plays and happy Friday to you, I do want to talk about Kevin Durant's next team and the odds that Jay, myself, and Drew just discussed. Do you have any thoughts on KD and where he might land? I also want to say happy Bobby Vanilla Day. Uh, <laughs> July 1st. Yes. You know, he's just he's just cashing another mill today, no big deal. But uh Kevin Durant obviously gonna be cashing more than one mill uh wherever he's going. I do like that Raptors take. Uh I'll be looking out for some TMZ videos, see if Katie's in the club dancing the sticky by Drake. Uh then I'll lock in my Raptors future. But until then, I do think the Suns, obviously with DeAndre Ayton on the trade block, I mean that makes a lot of sense. They're already a winning team, but come on, let's get some like Hawks, Bulls, or Grizzlies love in here, honestly. I mean, as a Bulls fan, I pray. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'm just praying last night. I wake up to this news. Vucevic out of here. Pat Williams, Kobe White, two, three first-round picks. See you later. Um, but, you know, if I'm the Hawks, I'm trying to trade John Collins, Hunter Herter, the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson, Brooks, Tyus Jones, you know, a bunch of first-round picks. This is the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. So uh, I can't wait to see where he goes. I hope it's a young and upcoming team, but he's probably going to go to a team that's already a winner. Yeah, that seems about right. Uh, don't I can't really can't really disagree with any of that. I guess uh, curious uh, if you got any good action we can get down on the diamond tonight. Uh, obviously, Wimbledon winding down. Uh, Tour de France did not go my way in stage one, um, so I'm gonna need some winners on the diamond. You got anything good for me, Vaughn? Well, my guy Drew, why wait till tonight when we could start today during the afternoon? There's day ball, my friend. Let's go Red Sox. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Northeast guy right now. You guys are West Coast, but uh, I've watched a lot of Red Sox ball this year. They've been outstanding. Obviously, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, two losses coming to the Blue Jays. They get the Cubbies. Now, the Cubbies played last night, 15-7 to seven win. I mean, they dominated. The bats were flying. But they got a quick turnaround to a day game where the Red Sox, 7-1 and one on the money line with a day of rest. They've won seven straight and covered the one and a half. But what's more interesting, during day games, they've won nine of their last 10 all right, between noon and 6 p.m. So uh, I like those numbers a lot here against a Cubbies team that obviously isn't very good this season. Um, the Cubs four and six in their last 10. But against the AL, 
They are two and nine this year, one and nine in the last 10, losing teams like the Yankees, Orioles, uh, White Sox, and Rays. So let's go with the Red Sox today. I'm feeling pretty good, even though Rich Hill is on the mound uh, versus Adrian Simpson. (laughs) This is fantastic because I didn't even know there was a day game today, let alone at Wrigley Field. Fourth of July weekend, that's going to be a fun atmosphere. Okay, so Boston coming off the day rest, by the way, and they have been really good coming off that day. Uh, Seven and one on the money line when they get a day off, and now they're playing the Cubs at Wrigley. That's a fun look. Um, What else is on your card? I brought you in as the prop king. That's what I call you, so I need some props on this Friday. Let's hear it. What's going on? Let's go. Well, I just went to a Pirates-Nats game the other day and bet Corbin's under 5.5Ks. He had 12Ks. All right, so I'm hoping we don't have a repeat performance of that tonight with Blake Snell against the Dodgers. Uh, So, you know, he's a lefty. You know I like my lefty unders. Uh, The Dodgers this year have kept 20 out of 24 left-handed pitchers under 6.5K. So that's certainly a number I like. Three of the last 10 starting pitchers have went over over this. Guys like Max Fried, Alex would have had success in L.A. Obviously, Musgrove uh, mowed down 10 yesterday. Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell are not the same type of pitchers. Uh, Snow has struggled this year. You can look at his record, his ERA, 5-6-5 on the road. I mean, overall, he's 0-5 this year, hasn't got a win, uh, struggles at quality starts. So I'm content with taking under 6.5Ks here, a guy that's only hit this twice out of seven mm-hmm. total starts this season. So uh, let's go Dodgers bats, and we'll cross our fingers. That makes sense to me. Uh, Dodgers bats, uh, I mean, they should win this game, I think, pretty comfortably. Um, but well, that's we'll a prohibitive that. price. Uh, can I find a, you know another parlay piece to get down on a little Dodgers to have success today and, and somebody else in the favorite department who looks pretty solid and at their current price? Well, it's Friday. You know, some people get paid on Friday. So someone throwing a little money line parlay action, you know, trying to take two favorites. And today I do like them. Uh, you know, Blake Snell, like I said, he's uh, he's not he's not getting wins uh, period when he's on the mound. He's 0-5 this year. He's taken on Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers, who is 9-0 this year. The Dodgers are 11-3 when he's pitching this season. They've won six straight. Uh, so they're outstanding when he's on the mound. He has a 1-5-8 ERA. Uh, so certainly I like them at home where they've won seven straight against the Dodgers or against the Padres, excuse me. And on the other end, let's take that Yankees team you guys were talking about a little bit earlier with Aaron Judge and company. They're playing the Guardians. They've won six of the last seven at Cleveland. They have Garrett Cole on the mound, who has a 38K percentage this season, or K percentage against the Cleveland lineup in general. So I really like that going against Aaron Savalier, um, who, you know, the Yankees have won three out of four against. So the Yankees have a lot of success against Cleveland. Dodgers have a lot of success against San Diego. These are two of the best teams in all of baseball. We could be seeing them in the World Series. And getting plus 134 value for Garrett Cole and Tony Gonsolin versus Blake Snell and Aaron Savalier, I think that's a pretty good deal. I think this is a really fun look, especially because the Guardians are a really good young team, but this is a major test for them now taking on the Yankees, who are a different caliber. And same with the Dodgers here taking on the Padres with Blake Snell on the mound. I think you said it perfectly. They're 0-5 this season with Blake Snell pitching. Dodgers have won seven straight at home versus the Padres, plus 134. That's enough for us to get involved in. Bond, good luck with all of these plays, starting with the day game at Wrigley with the Red Sox taking on the Cubs. You can follow Vaughn on Twitter at Sports. So many plays on his uh, social media, written content on the website, NBCSportsEdge.com. And I'm sure Vaughn's on TikTok as well. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, guys. See you oh, later. Vaughn, thank you very much. So I see you looking down and around. What are you watching? Tour de France? Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to turn it off, though. Turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. That was, a, that was not an ideal uh, way that that race ended. Um, you know, Philip Ogana, I had so, so high hopes that he was going to be 
uh, be the guy. Uh, but no, he lost. He got third. Uh, and Wout Van Aert, the guy that I opposed in the points classification, uh, takes stage one, which is um, not great. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm here to flip the energy. Flip All right, let's do it. Because it's a foolishness Friday, and that would only make sense that that's how it started off. But we will end it on a positive note with all the plays we just got. Ruled myself yeah. I shouldn't bet on Fridays. And you know what, Drew? I don't know if you should either. Fridays normally don't go our way. No. We try to make the weekend go our way with it's our edge of the day, how we wrap up the show. Okay. Biggest so edge on the board. Yeah, there's a, a tennis match that looks like it's going to get started here in the next half hour, 45 yeah. minutes, at least the way that Djokovic is destroying his competition, Kekmanovich, right now. Uh, center court night match is going to be Scam Nori taking on Stevie Johnson of the United States. Now, this is a bit that's been going on for a while now. I obviously think Cam Nori is nowhere close to the way that the market prices this guy. Uh, he has very few quality wins, and it's not like beating Stevie Johnson at Wimbledon would qualify as a quality win. But Cam Nori really just doesn't have the grass statistics that I think people uh, would expect, even though he is currently world number 12. He, in general, has not done great on grass against the two-handed backhand that Stevie Johnson uh, brings as part of his arsenal. He does not do great against slices. Um, and I think, realistically, Stevie Johnson plays well against lefties. I think Cam Nori, in general, is going to have a tough time here. He may ultimately get through, uh, but laying four and a half games is too many by my numbers. I think this is going to be a closely contested match. I could see this going five even. Um, but regardless, I think getting plus four and a half games with Stevie Johnson in this matchup is solid. Uh, and uh, I got to keep up the bit at this point, uh, fading Cam Nori until he, uh, he proves me otherwise. Yeah, it's been a, been a thing on this show tennis season so we will continue with that steve johnson plus four and a half games minus 106 right now on points bet getting started rather shortly if you like that then bet into the market um i wouldn't say this is my biggest edge but we talked about the ufc card with kenny rice moments ago and i like max holloway i'm going to take him on the money line plus 165 there's other ways to get involved by decision i believe it's three to one right now but this is the third time around between these two volkanovsky and max holloway and as i kind of went through with a lot of people that i know that bet the ufc they actually believe that not only is max holloway the better fighter but also in both of the fights by decision where he lost he was arguably better, and the judge's decision kind of did him a disjustice. So third time's a charm. I watched an interesting interview also with Max Holloway talking about his difference in training, best he's ever felt. Um, I do happen to think that because the way he bounced back after both losses against Volkanovski has proved me that plus 165 is too good of a price to not get involved with. I don't know how Volk is minus 200 when they've competed uh, so tightly over the last few years. So... I will take Max Holloway on the money line plus 165. All right, it's a solid solid uh, handicap by my numbers. And uh, I think realistically this being a uh, closely contested fight that goes the distance and Holloway stealing the win at that price would be a great way to end Saturday night. So I'll ride with you on this. Let's go. Yeah, I got to tell my parents to get more money down. They're going to Vegas actually today. Oh, so really? Be able to, they are. Oh, that's fun. More money down in person. Yeah, very fun. It's too hot and a long flight. Can't get out there. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up Fourth of July plans, what are we doing out in California? Oh, we're gonna spend a lot of time on the on the water this yeah. weekend, surely. Incredible. Um, couple of beach trips planned, a uh, couple of backyard party barbecues planned. Uh, not going anywhere, so it'll be a Southern California Fourth of July for me. How about you? Yeah, I'll be here at home, watching a game on Monday, baseball game. 
just hanging out. It's hot here in Maryland too, but that's okay. I, I, you know, I love 4th of July. I love any reason to barbecue, be outside, eat, drink, whatever. What's also. your go-to uh, barbecue? Like what am I eating? Yeah. Oh, like a chicken burger, a turkey burger. What's yours? Uh, like a light beer or like a blonde, like a blonde. <laughs> you know that already. What's yours? <laughs> I like it all. Uh, I think probably going to do a decent amount of seafood this weekend and a little bit of a seafood kick lately with the grill. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah. that's the go-to, and of course, uh, gonna bet some hot dogs on uh, on Fourth of July as well. That's an annual tradition. I was gonna make that my edge of the day, um, but points bet doesn't have a Nathan's hot dog market up, unfortunately. So well, you already know I'm not betting into stuff. it. Oh, well, <laughs> someone wants to know your bets, so now you have to say what you're betting. Yeah, I'll I'll provide some standalone content for the hot dog eating contest as soon as we get down what we need, what we want to get down for that. Okay, sorry, people. You'll have to wait and see <laughs> on Twitter later after his bets are in. On I the can't, and honestly, I can't bet it on Friday because it'll lose. So I'll I'll wait till tomorrow morning. Yeah, wait exactly. Morning. Exactly. No, for anyone watching, like if you have bets like mine, for example, place that tomorrow, even if the odds move. If you bet it on a Friday, it doesn't have the same luck as it will on a Saturday. Um, we hope everyone has an amazing and happy holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend. We appreciate you being with us today and always on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. For Drew Densick, I'm Sarah Perlman. And like I said, have a fantastic weekend and best of luck with all your bets. We'll see you next time. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.